All right, so here we go. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. My name is Jessica Lopez, and I'm the Executive Director of BNI El Paso, and I'm here with Martez Sims. Martez is a member of the BNI El Paso region. He is a real estate professional with Exit Realty. But on top of that, he is a um, book yourself solid coach. And I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, today, we're going to talk a bit about how just one piece of that book yourself solid concept <clears throat> aligns so perfectly with some of the education that we give in BNI. So in BNI, we train our members to be very, very specific about the description of their target market. And Book Yourself Solid has a concept that's very similar to that. And so today we'll be talking to Martez about that. So Martez, you wanna tell us a little bit about Book Yourself Solid and then more specifically, the red velvet rope policy. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me here. Uh, again, my name is Martez Sims. I'm with Exit Realty here in El Paso, and uh, I'm a Book Yourself Solid small business marketing system coach. Uh, I learned that system from my mentor, uh, Michael Port, who's the founder of the Book Yourself Solid system. Uh, he's written several books on the topic, uh, but when I was introduced to it, uh, I saw it as the most non-sleazy way to get clients. And I resonated with that system so much, I, I rushed out to become a coach uh, to teach this system. And it's helped me help others and it's also helped me in my business. And so the red velvet rope policy, like Jessica said, is one of the things that you implement in the system. It's the very first step in the system, uh, actually. And I think it's probably, if not the most important step, uh, one of the most important aspects of the Book Yourself Solid system. And uh, please remind me, Jessica, before we end, uh, to uh, get, let people know how to implement that system. But I sure will. The, okay, the red velvet rope policy is a filtration system that allows in only your most ideal clients. These are clients who energize you, clients who inspire you, thus the clients that will allow you to do your best work. And I'm sure you've probably had a client that, uh, that frustrated you, that you didn't want to go see uh, the next day. It's eight o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, I got to go meet with John in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get any sleep. My question is, why are you meeting with John? You know, if you come from uh, corporate, this probably doesn't make sense to you because it probably seems like I'm asking you to uh, turn down a potential client that's willing to offer you money. And that's exactly what I'm saying to you. Uh, if they're not ideal for you, you don't work with them. Um, you can look at it as, uh, think of a, an exclusive nightclub in LA, Chicago, San Francisco. There's a, there's a bouncer standing there uh, with a clipboard beside a red velvet rope, finely dressed, admittedly. And uh, you walk up and he says to you, if your name is not on my list, you're not coming in. Well, the red velvet rope policy is that for your business. If the potential client does not meet the criteria that you set forth as your ideal client, they do not get the opportunity to work with you. So it is, it's a filtration system that repels 
all of the wrong clients from working with you and it attracts all of the, the ideal clients to work yeah. with you. That's fantastic. We, Dr. Meisner talks a lot about, uh, which is a little bit different, but he talks about working in your flame versus working in your wax, which is basically yes. you want to do what, you know, what your, yes. what your passion, which are where your heart is and mm-hmm. leave the other stuff for people who are passionate about the other stuff. Um, yes. So talk to me a bit, Martez, about the difference between the red velvet road policy and a target market, because I think there may be some confusion about that. Okay, yeah, sure. The, uh, and of course, the target market is important. Uh, the target market uh, is based mainly based on a demographic. You know, this is, you know, it could include things like age, age, uh, even gender, uh, amount of income, location, physical location. It can include so many uh, different things that you know, target your target market. Well, the, the red velvet rope policy includes things, uh, includes uh, innate characteristics. So these are values. These are things that are important to your client. These are worldviews of your client. So it, it includes those innate things, you know. So when you're, when you're out there, I can't include things like, uh, lives in a you know one million dollar house drives a mercedes benz because those things are those things can change and of course they're important but to your target market uh if it's an ideal client it doesn't matter to me as long as they fit in my target market as an ideal client it doesn't matter to me how much they make because i can i can still work with them you know we can figure out so many different things uh to to get things done but it's not uh so it's who you are uh, these are things that typically don't change about a person. If if my personality doesn't match with uh, a potential client, then I probably shouldn't work with that person because really it's uh, it's out of integrity. You know, it's not out out of integrity, but it's out of integrity for yourself and for uh, the potential client because I really think. If I choose to work with someone that's going to give me a headache, uh, frustrate me, that, that's not going to uh, energize me, uh, I, I think I'm subjugating myself. And, and if you really think about it, can you do your best work with that person and for that person? So it's really a, a, a relationship that's totally out of integrity. So you're talking worldview. So for example, I don't know, maybe chiropractors who may be looking for people who are um, more in tune with natural healing versus give me a pill. Yes, yes. And, and uh, if it's, uh, and because if, if, I, if I want a pill and I'm going to a chiropractor and the chiropractor says, no, you know, I'm a natural healer, there's going to be some friction in that relationship possibly yeah you know so and and you you you're more attractive to the people that you're meant to attract when you can repel the ones that you're you're not meant to attract that makes perfect sense to me so is this red velvet rope policy um a policy that you that that can be applied no matter what business you're in good question yes it can uh it's gonna look different uh, based on the type of business. If I'm in a, 
if I'm in a business that does one-off sales and after that sale, I never have to see that client again, then my policy doesn't have to be as tight. Uh, so, because I never ha I don't have to work with that person, but you still got to be careful because even for the purpose of, uh, I'm going to use the word hunting, right? You have to know who you're looking for to bring into your business. So uh, your red velvet rope policy in that case will probably apply more to the people that your, your, uh, your potential clients rather than your clients. Now it's um, still important. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, I love the, the fact that you use the word hunting. So mm -hmm. you know that in BNI, we don't use the word hunting. BNI mm -hmm. is about networking and networking education. And we talk about, yes. uh, we talk about how we don't hunt, we farm. That's we right. Farm. And so that's that relationship building. But I can totally see how it still, it still works, right? If you're going to plant, um, um, I, I can't even think of a good example, but there are hybrids in flowers, for example, right? Do I mm -hmm. want... Do I want red roses? Do I want yellow roses? Do I want right. you know, white roses? Do I want long stem roses? Do I want short stem roses? What there's so yes. many. Um, yes. You know, uh, they're all varieties. They're, that's it. They're yeah. all the target market, right? They're all mm -hmm. roses. They're all roses. Roses. But, yeah. but I want. I'm hoping want, I'm, I'm kind of getting this red velvet rope policy correctly in, in saying, well, but I want long stemmed red roses. Yes. Now on the flip side of that, let's say you're, uh, you're a coach, you're a consultant uh, or a fitness trainer, or you're, um, or you're the uh, regional director of BNI. You know, those, <laughs> yeah. those are long-term relationships, six months, one year, or even more. You absolutely need to have a red velvet rope because not only does it, does it uh, if, you're, if you're bringing uh, lots of people together, let's say I'm a coach or, you know, in your case, I think it applies. If I'm a coach and I'm doing group type things, I want to have people that, uh, that can that can bond. So I want to have people that, uh, that have those same characteristics. So those are the ones that I'm looking for that I can work with. Uh, if I'm a teacher, I don't want to know it all. I want some, I want a student. I, I probably want life. Did we get disconnected? No. Oh, what did I do? I'm good. Okay. I probably want, you know, someone that, that can resonate with being a lifelong learner. You know, so uh, it's extremely important when you have those long-term relationships. As a realtor, uh, not extremely important. The, you know, the typical sales cycle is anywhere from, right. could be as short, it's short as 30 days. It could be as long as 75 days or longer. Uh, a little bit different from those type coach consultant relationships, but it's still very important to, to have and implement that red velvet rope policy if you want to maintain your sanity. Yeah. So that, I just, I love that you said that. What popped into my head is as a BNI executive director is our core values, right? Mm -hmm. We have our core values. And when we, when we are out looking for members, yes. we're looking for members who, yeah, who can resonate with our core values, right? Who comes. Yes. So it's a mindset thing. They, you know, we want them to be, to have a, 
abundance perspective. There's business for everyone. We want them to have a giver's gain philosophy. Yes. All of those. And and that is, it is in uh, in so many ways, a red velvet rope policy because those are the people that you're attracting. And, uh, and just like you guys do, one of the ways uh, Book Yourself Solid teaches you to uh, articulate that is in your marketing, just like you guys are doing. So that way, when people read that, they resonate with it. Uh, they're going to say, oh, wow, I like that. That's me. Or if they don't resonate with it, they could potentially turn and go the other way, which is what you want. Exactly. Exactly. That mm -hmm. makes perfect sense to me. So I have another question and I wrote them down. Um, okay. <laughs> What about someone who is just starting a business? Can they afford to be that selective? Oh, well, that's an even better question. And the, the answer is, is yes and no. And I get it when you're, well, yes and maybe. When you're, when you're starting out, uh, you, you want a client. That's your objective. When, when you, so you're starting a business, your number one objective is to get a client. Uh, but you absolutely have to have this red velvet rope policy because you can, you can, once you have it, once you've figured those things out for yourself, you can tighten it and loosen it based on your, your business needs. But if you don't have the red velvet rope and you don't know who's coming in or who's going out, then uh, you're probably going to be, um, frustrated, disappointed, because that's not why we went into business. So yes, uh, put it in place. It's up to you uh, as the boss of your own business to loosen it or tighten it as appropriate for your business, but you absolutely have to have one. Got it. And that makes sense. I remember when I first started, wow. Um, yeah, you, you're really hungry. You, you'll take anybody as a client and, yeah. and consequently you end up, um, with some frustrating experiences because of that, yes. because you're just like, yes. you know, and as you get better and better at, I think maybe if you haven't developed the red velvet rope policy early on, you do get better and better at identifying what it is you're looking for, you know, the qualities of the clients. That's that right. You want, you know. and, and, and it really comes uh, through experience, uh, you know, because when you, when you do work with clients that you, probably otherwise wouldn't want to work with, uh, you think about that. Wow, how did, why am I working with this person? I, this is not why I uh, decided to go into business for myself. So you, I think you should collect those experiences. What was it about that client? Uh, and, and use that information to, to implement your red velvet rope. That makes perfect sense to me. All right. You just said it. Implement. How do you implement your red belt? Okay. okay so, uh, first of all, let me let me just to give an example of uh, what a red velvet rope policy should uh, should look like. Let me let me give you mine, and then we'll go straight into uh, how to implement the red velvet rope policy. Okay. okay so, uh, my red velvet rope policy. I wrote it down. I do my best work with people who are fairly decisive. Uh, those are people that, that don't spend decades on the fence. Uh, generally, generally does what they say they're gonna do. They do not, uh, and not is in capital letters right here uh, for everybody, have, a, have victim energy 
uh, exuding through their personality. They take their, they take our business together seriously, but they don't take themselves too seriously. Um, they're lifelong learners uh, because lifelong learners uh, tend to have open minds. Uh, they're not so full of themselves that they can't be guided through a process without going rogue or wanting to take charge of the process. Uh, and again, I can't think that that's it. I can't include things like uh, driver Mercedes Benz, living a million dollar house, because those are all circumstances and circumstances do change. But uh, these are some things that uh, that determines what, you know, who a person is. This is their DNA. This is their makeup. Uh, and these are things that that rarely uh, change in a person. Yeah. Okay, so how do you implement the red velvet rope policy? Number one, you need to define your star clients. Uh, what qualities do they have? Uh, what are their what qualities? What are their values? What are their beliefs? All the way down to what what do they like to do? Who do they hang out with? And this is really a good mental exercise. Um, and it's all, it's all inner work that you're going to do, you know, uh, for your business, but it's a good mental exercise and it's going to take more than one setting usually because you're going to, uh, you're going to have different experiences. You're going to like, oh, wait, I want to add that to my red velvet rope policy because I just went through that. I don't want to go through that again. So define your star clients. Um, and if you, and if you're just starting out in business, you, you, you can you can do this by uh, previous experiences like a, a previous job or uh, even you know uh, experiences at school or even with your friends and families. Um, the next thing you want to do is, uh, is identify current clients or past clients that you love and why. Current clients or past clients that you love and why. And if you don't have them, just uh, Use friends, family, people that you hang around, people in previous businesses. Yeah. Uh, what are the qualities your clients would need to possess for you to do your best work? What are the qualities that your clients would need to possess for you to do your best work? I'm not talking about mediocre work. You're like, well, I can, I can get that done with my eyes closed. That's not what I'm talking about. What are the qualities for you to do your best work? Um, and then you want to identify the qualities and characteristics that you absolutely refuse to tolerate. What is it that you refuse to tolerate? So once you have all of these, uh, and you're going to go, you're going to go back and revisit it. Probably, uh, you want to make three three columns: my star clients, my mid-range clients, and my duds. If you're in a business that that has a, a long-term relationship with your clients, I'm telling you uh, at this point, you dump the duds. You get rid of them, you take them off your roster, you just scratch them out because you need room to bring in more ideal clients. Now, your star clients, you send them a thank you note and you, and you, <laughs> and you tell them why you're saying thank you. You know what, I just did this and I just realized here's why I love you so much. You send them a thank you note, but you wanna, you wanna try to figure out how to bring the mid-range clients to become star clients. And that's, that's it in a nutshell. It's, uh, it's scary, yes, but, but think about how it changes the conversation, the sales conversation, when you can tell someone, hey, look, uh, 
I think you're my ideal client. And you say, why? And you start rattling off this whole list of things. If it's true, you start rattling off this whole list of things that make them ideal for you. They're going to look at you like, oh, wow, you know what? Nobody's ever told me that. Not even the person I sleep with at night. And then <laughs> later on, you know, you're going to say, uh, I do my best work with you. I think the best thing for you is me. And they're going to say, you know what? This person has got to be telling the truth because he just, he knows me. He knows, he just rattled off them things that I've known about myself forever. And no one else has ever pointed those out. That's fantastic. No, I love it. Um, so a lot of the concepts that you're hitting on are the same concepts that Dr. Meisner talks about in, in his book, Who's in Your Room, right? Where he talks mm -hmm. about, you need to know what's important to you, your core values, and you need to know like your absolute no's. A lot, yes. of people, yeah, a lot of people, you know, when they start that mental exercise, have a really hard time defining their own core values, but they know exactly what their hard no's are, right? So yes. like, I don't want anybody that lies. You know, I don't right. want anybody who um, blurs the line of ethics, you know, so you, you right. all have some hard no's and sometimes those are easier to identify than, than the yeses. That's right. So as you're going through that mental exercise, that might help make it a little easier, at least according to Dr. Meisner. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he's a smart man. And he's a smart guy, yeah. <laughs> so let me um, thank you so much for the information. I think it's fantastic information and it resonates with me, like I said, because there are so many parallels between what you're talking about and, and how, we, how we live B&I, how I live mm -hmm. B&I. Or maybe I should say personify BNI. BNI, yes, yes. Um, and so, thank you again for for giving us all this information. And I want to, if you have nothing else to add, then I'm ready for you to give us to remind you about, um, you know, how people can find more information. Okay. Well, no, I don't. I don't. Thank you for having me. Um, you can, you can find out more information about Book Yourself Solid. Well, you can call me uh, or you can email me, martez at martezsims.com. Or uh, I recommend everyone have the, uh, the book, Book Yourself Solid Illustrated. Uh, because it, uh, it's a book that Michael uh, co-wrote later to help people uh, implement these strategies and put them in place different from the actual book book yourself solid it's book yourself solid illustrated and if you like jessica i can figure out a place to uh park i have worksheets to help people uh okay. figure these things out for themselves so we'll talk about it later figure out a place to park them and then uh all of the folks in bni el paso will be able to to access those that sounds fantastic maybe we can create a link or something to put on the you know on the comments um when we post this Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm, and I know that our members will as well, because like I said, they're just so powerful. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you decide to have me back, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. We will have to get back and talk about some of the other pieces of okay. the Book Yourself Solid concept. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks to you. We'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye.